Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. I hope you're having a great day because today I have something special for you, which I think you will enjoy. I have the founder, the CEO, the creator of Tower Safety and Instruction. Yes, she is one of my sponsors. She runs the Tower Safety and Instruction School out in Phoenix, Arizona. TowerSafety.com if you want to look it up on the web. But today I interviewed Kathy about really about the business, about safety in the tower industry and how we have to change the culture of the climber in order for the changes to really take hold and how she's trying to do that one student at a time and also about being a woman-owned business. And we go on to a bunch of other topics too. With Kathy, you know, we're friends. We've known each other for several years and we find it interesting to talk about different things in the industry and the way people react and so on. But first, I want to thank my sponsors, which Kathy's a sponsor. Thank you, Kathy. I also want to thank Tower Tracker Pro. Tower Tracker Pro for all your closeout package needs, all in a device where you can track it step by step. And also, I have the Wireless Deployment Handbook. Yes, one of my books. I have other books out there too, but I'll put the link in the website. The website's at Wade, W-A-D-E, the number four, wireless.com. Wade4wireless.com. Also, I want to put a shout out to Hubble Foundation, H-U-B-B-L-E Foundation, HubbleFoundation.org, and to the Tower Family Foundation, TowerFamilyFoundation.org, for all they do for the families of the tower climbers that get hurt and killed on the job. They provide funds, scholarships, and other services for those families that are suddenly at a loss of probably one of the main incomes of the house. Let's move on. Kathy's going to talk about, again, a woman-owned business in a male-dominated industry, the tower industry, tower climbing, tower safety, tower instruction. And she's also going to talk about safety, how she deals with the climbers, how she stays in touch with her students well after the classes have been taken. And also, she talks about Akita dogs, mainly because her Akita dogs start barking in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> so, And one more thing. When you listen to this, there are a few swear words. Just want you to be ready. There are a few adult situations which may not be suitable for younger listeners. I'm going to warn you right now. It's up to you. Listen at your own risk. I'm not saying we swear through the whole thing, but I am saying a few slip out here and there. So, without any more delay, here is the interview with Kathy Brand of Tower Safety and Instruction. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Today, we have a special guest on the line. That's right. We have Kathy Brand from Tower Safety and Instruction, who just happens to be one of my sponsors. So, thank you, Kathy. Thank you very much. She uh, comes to us talking about not only the school and what she does as far as training in the tower industry, we're probably going to touch on drones a little bit because uh, she offers a, you know, a drone training class, which is very interesting right now with the FAA changing the rules and everything. And also, we're going to talk about how she built the school up and what it took for her to, to do something like this. Because for one thing, it's pretty impressive to see a woman build a school up. Not going to lie to you here. Not trying to sound like a male chauvinist. I'm just saying. Because she had a lot of obstacles against her. And yet, there she is running a successful business. So, hey, Kathy, how you doing? Hi, Wade. Good to hear from you. Well, you know, I have to reach out once in a while. Once in a while. Yeah, you know, I try to stay in hey. touch. Hey. Yes. Okay. I wanted to get into, before we start, I want to know what your position is with the company. And I want to know, uh, I know you started it and you're the CEO, but just if you could go into that and basically just give us a little background on tower safety and instruction. All right. So I am the CEO. I started the company back in 2013, but I really didn't even launch it in about 2014. So I spent at least eight months writing my books, writing all the authorized, competent, authorized rescuer, which is now the train the trainer course, the OSHA, RF every book you can imagine and then sent it off to get them copyrighted. So that took a little bit of time. So by 2014 I started the company and I started it because when we had our construction company and I'm watching all these guys come through, it was it was driving me nuts seeing the fact that they received very little education. So when our construction company went out of business, I started this construct I started I'm sorry, I started the safety school to help not only the construction owner but also the employee and the student to receive the um, an education to help understand the importance of safety you know this isn't 
this isn't something that stops right when work ends. This is something that continues on at home, your kids. I stress that in our CPR classes if you have kids. I mean, pets, everybody. Safety is like almost a full-time job. So it's, it's, it's a behavior change that I'm trying to nudge these students into. And I love it. It's, it's a challenge, though, because, as you know, <laughs> safety is one of the last things people spend money on. Let me ask you, in 2013, when you were writing all this stuff, like, were you working full-time on this, or did you have another job as well? Um, no, I, I was working with the construction company. I was still holding my position there in our, in our construction company business, and then I was doing this on the side and writing. And you know yourself, right, how long it takes to write. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> it takes so long. <laughs> it's so tedious. And the, the other thing is, when you're doing something like this, I don't know about it. I'm sure you did because you're writing you know, books for the school. You have to fact check. You have to follow up. You have to look at the way it's written. You have to think about who you're writing it for. Will they understand? Because that's a problem at least I have. Sometimes you don't realize, and, and not to sound like a jerk here, but sometimes you're on one level, but you have to realize you're writing to people who aren't quite there yet. So you have to bring them up to that level. Right. So that's how I wrote, right? So like the authorized climate course, right? I wrote it from my standpoint. Well, I guess that's the only standpoint I could write it from. So I wrote it for me where I'm entering the authorized climber. I'm entering this field. What do I need to learn? What is the anchorage point? And I put lots of pictures in it because, right, we're working with people that need lots of images. And I love them too. I yep. love visuals. And then so the authorized climber, right, I started from that simple point. And then you're right, went into more detail and more research into the competent climber, competent rescuer, which goes more detail, more information, what's required. So you're right, it depends on what's your audience and what level you're going to uh, write that book at. And the other thing I'll tell you, the tower climbing uh, crews, I was going to say crowd, the tower climbing crowd, they're uh, pretty judgmental. I mean, they don't let anything slide. If you make a mistake or you screw up, they, they don't mince words, you yeah. know. They tell you right away what, what's wrong in, in their own yeah, way. And, and I didn't know so many were grammar uh, professors as well. So, yeah, I, yeah. I messed up on a couple little sentences, grammar, and I've corrected them since then. So thank you, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty quick to challenge you on that, you know, whether you want them to or not, just doesn't well, matter. And, and I appreciate that because that means they're relying on me for trust, right? They're trusting the fact that the information I give them is reliable and it has been researched and the fact that I'm trust the trust they give to me is going to be the trust I give to them. Say, you guys, this is the information I give you, now go and do the right thing. So let's talk about what classes would you offer them, and, and who's your target audience? Is it the new tower climber, the, the green, the greenhorns, the guy that's new on the, on the job for the first day, or is it someone who's down the road a ways? Well, so being, a, being that's a good question. So I started the AV. I've got a, a private, or I'm sorry, Arizona private post-secondary board of education school here in the state of Arizona. So I'm recognized as a as a state board school. So because of that, I can get the green hand, right? So my students can involve high school students in about nine more months. We'll get the veterans involved. They can use their GI Bill. But the, the other group of customers or a group of students, which was my primary focus, was also the, the, um, the uh, employees of the general contractors, whether it be six months, one month, 15 years. My focus was them because I wanted to be able to change the behavior. So if that guy that's been saying, I've been doing this for 20 years, I'm not going to, you know, I've been doing it for 20 years, I'm not going to change anything. No, it's okay to change. It's all right. Our equipment has changed. Our safety has changed. Don't put, put your stubbornness away. Things are, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it is hard. You're doing something for a long time. It's really hard to change. It is. It is. But I get, I, I listen, if you take the class, by the end of my class, you will see that there will be a little bit of a difference. And I'm hoping the enthusiasm, the honesty, and the sincerity that comes across that we really do care about you guys. We want to see the best for you. You know, not only coming home for your team, but you have a whole family or your parents. Somebody there loves you. This isn't about the fact of getting the job done as fast as you can because, you know, at the end of the day, nobody, your, your job is still going to get done. 
but you, we can't replace your life. Yeah, it's something I think a lot of these young guys, they don't take it as seriously until they've been up in the air and they realize one mistake and that could be it. Do you know how many stories I've heard from guys that say, we've quit the industry for five years because the guy next to me just fell, you know, 75 feet? Or I got lucky because the one guy decided he was going to jump to the next bar and or the next side of the tower, and he barely made it to clip on. Or the Ooh. right, or the guy that said, "Oh, I saw lightning a mile away." I decided to free climb all the way down. It, we have all the safety equipment. Our safety equipment is some of the best out there. It's more of okay, guys, let's try to change this behavior. How do you do that? Nudging them, right? We can't. We can't push. You can never push somebody to do something, but we can slowly nudge them. We can show, slowly show them that this is. There's other ways. Change the way you think, just a little bit. Do you do you have any like what you said? You just heard a bunch of stories. Do you have any good stories you could share with us? No. Oh, you mean like you want the names, dates? No, I don't want any names. <laughs> no, I just want to hear like about the guy that you know. You said somebody jumped to the next face of the to the uh, yes. tower face, or from one leg to the other. I mean, what was he thinking? I mean, did he just did he just bring it up like, oh yeah, I thought I just jumped from one leg to the other, or was he trying to jump up to the next section? He was jumping up to the next section, and I actually just heard the story this morning because I have my trainer training him, and I, if he's listening, he will understand. He, the guy wound up dying. He made it, or he, one time he actually did miss. And the guy I'm training today always warned him, you know, you can't, this is when the only body belts and, you know, back in the 90s and stuff. And he's like, you know, you can't be doing this. And he wound up, he wound up dying. I think, I think one of the most severe cases I've heard is the one guy that actually quit the industry for almost five years when the guy above him decided not to clip off and fill. It's, you know, these guys, these guys, it resonates in them. They're, uh, it's, it's hard to get over that. It's almost like PTSD, right? They see yeah. it, they reenact it, they feel the guilt. What, what do we do? I, I think if we could get those stories out, though, to more of the people in the industry, maybe it would resonate with them. You know, it's one thing, one thing that drives me crazy is that, if an accident happens, everyone's pretty quick to say, well, he did this wrong, he did that wrong, and I get that. But how do we prevent them from doing that wrong? That's what I always wonder. Because when you're at a job site, peer pressure is a big thing. If you have three guys doing things right and one guy doing things wrong, you really have to stick to doing things right because it's easy for it to go the other way. Right. You, you know what, I'm, you know right. what I mean? Right, you've got to have accountability, right? So if you're saying, you know what, this is wrong, I'm not going to do this, and if I get fired, at least I still have my life. But you know what you're showing? You're showing the next team member saying, you know what, I took a stand. I decided not to go out on that boom that was unsafe or a lightning storm or whatever, whatever you know, element that uh, encompasses them. And now you're actually making a stand and saying, it's not worth my life. Yeah, you have to make that very clear, I think, because people are quick to judge, especially a guy standing on the ground. <laughs> or in, or I get the stories right with the foreman that's in the truck. <laughs> yeah, I used to hear those all the time. Not so much anymore. No, all right, you foreman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but get out there. Get out there. And... They work hard too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do. Every all these guys work hard. They bust their butts. You know that. I mean, look at the elements. Uh, the weather. The um, the birds. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of different things. And I know when they're out there at the site, they don't have uh you know, you're alone. I know it sounds crazy, and that's what a lot of people like about the job. You're up at a tower site, nobody's around, there's no people, no one's looking over your shoulder except the other, let's say, two or three guys with you, or one guy, you know, if it's just a two-man job. You really rely on those guys to keep you in line, because we all get lazy once in a while. You know what I we mean? We do, we get complacent. But safety, you can't get complacent on. And I guess that's where the, the school tries to emphasize, or we try to emphasize, where this isn't, this has got to change your behavior. This isn't something like, oh, okay, you know what, I'll just do it this one time and I'll be okay. That one time may be the last time in your life. It, it's, yeah. not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth the chance. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I'm just trying to figure out how to change the industry because 
you know, this year looked pretty good, and then May came, and oh boy, it's like one after another. But wait, you are changing the industry. Look at what you're doing right now. You are giving the podcast. You're out there writing books. You are making a difference. I'm trying. I'm only human. I know, right? No, you're not. I'm pretty Are you serious? <laughs> Damn it. Wait, why did you tell me that? I had to. I had to hey, you had to find out sometime, gonna, right? Yeah, I know. I'm going to take your cape off now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Take my take my S off my chest. Oh, so let me tell, let me ask you. Let's let's get back here. Tell me about your background before you get into the school and you started. You know the school, and you were now you you also work construction, which is amazing. I don't know how you find time for everything. What'd you do before? Tell us tell us about Kathy, the person. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Who are you? Well, once upon a time. No, uh, no, so I started with AT&T in uh, the central office and running all the 750 power cable and being small that I am, I would always get stuck running 750 and 550 power cable in really tight, tight corners. It sucks when you're small. But um, I was in an office, I was in the office one day and we needed somebody to go do some fiber optic work outside plants. And, of course, I volunteered because I wanted to get out of the office. And central office work, even though it was wonderful back then, it's different being outside. So I went outside to outside plant work and loved it. Um, Started in Albuquerque, New Mexico, running fiber optics and copper cable, and then wound up in Arizona doing uh, projects for ADOT and all the road signs for fiber as well. And the biggest, here's the biggest thing that most people don't realize. When you're a woman in outside plant, the bathroom is probably the <laughs> biggest uh, hurdle to overcome. <laughs> Good point. I, I really didn't put it together till just now. <laughs> yeah, and it seems so silly, but believe it or not, we can handle a lot of stuff, but when it comes to the bathroom, it's like, oh, man, it's not possible. <laughs> but I, I got to tell you, the best years of my life were was uh, – was outside plant and I wound up my foreman at the time I wound up marrying him 20 years later and then wow 20 years I know I'm like I know I don't were you dating the whole time <laughs> were you dating for 20 yeah, years his wife you... wouldn't like that very much so the answer would be no <laughs> oh that's funny 20 years I know right who does that you know, it happens. You know, it's the way things work out sometimes. Well, everybody has our issues, don't we? We all have something <laughs> yeah. in the closet. That's right. That's right. Let it out. Open the closet. <laughs> Set it free. Okay, this will be the good th- good time to introduce what my, uh, I don't know, I was joking. I was <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I something. I was on the edge of my seat. I thought, wow, I got, I got cutting edge news here. <laughs> Well, let's talk about drones and drone training and how you got hooked up with unmanned experts, unmanned aerial experts. Sorry. How'd that happen? They're a great group of guys. So we teamed up with them to start the uh, tower safety inspection course. And now you know yourself there's all these new FAA regulations and you interviewed Kevin. And it's interesting to see where everything's going. So now you don't need your pilot's license to fly. So we're kind of revamping the course to fit the uh, tower industry a little better. So it'll be about two more months when we'll introduce the first course again. So you're going to redo the whole thing. Is it, do you think with the FAA changes, is it better for the tower industry or do you think it's going to create problems? Well, that's a catch-22, right? Because uh, most, most of these guys barely have a driver's license. <laughs> it's true. I wish I could say that's not true, but it... <laughs> I, I know. And so you put a drone, an expensive, even if it's like a DJI, and you're putting that in front of them, it's still a, an expensive piece of equipment. So I think it's going to take a little bit longer. Right now, I believe it will be the construction owners that will probably be the most interested in this themselves and how to save money and as not to deploy the two guys or the two-man crew or three-man crew. Yeah, I think it's going to be specific for jobs. You know, it's funny when I bring up drone training that people still are like, well, a drone can't lift a mount up. I go, well, yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. I think the idea is is to take some of the simple jobs like the, uh, you know, the site inspections, things like that, and try to get 
those jobs done quickly in a safe manner, a clean way. And I, you know, maybe even do closeout packages, although closeout packages, you need so many pictures. It's just insane. I don't know if they'll ever change your process, but I'm just looking for a way to make it a little safer. One less climb for the guys to go out there and do if it's if that's possible. You know, it's not always possible. You still need climbers. I agree. You're always going to need the climber to, to turn the ranch, to do some, some last-minute inspection. But if you can fly the drone and not need to deploy the two guys and risk their lives in what, any type of weather, then you're right. It, it would be the ideal situation. You know, plus it'd be fun. It's always fun to fly a drone, yes, right? Yes, and it's sexy. There's something very sexy yeah, about a drone. I don't know why. <laughs> it is cool. you got to admit, I'm flying a drone, you know. They used to be called remote control airplanes. Now they're called drones. It has such a cool name. Yes, why is that? <laughs> I don't care. It's just cool. It is. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day, does it? Let's get back to your school. What sets you apart from the other schools? What's What's different about tower safety and instruction? Well, besides me. Oh, yeah, there's you, of course. <laughs> the superstar. No, wait, stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what sets us apart is is not only do we, we come from the construction background, we're also slowly trying to nudge and make it a difference and encourage these guys to do something, to pass along their training. We we keep the we keep the uh, experience simple with the guys, right? So we give them ropes to take to uh, build knots with during the class. Uh, we have lots of pictures, images. Our videos are are amazing. Um, we encourage the stories. We encourage learning in these classrooms that we have. We keep the classroom small because I feel like it keep it a family environment. They'll learn more. Everybody cares more. We keep in contact. I keep in contact from guys from two years ago. They're texting and calling. Anybody can call any myself or any of my trainers anytime, and they know I will get back to them. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So that, that's how you stay in touch with everybody. I do. I do. Do they, do they come back to you for updates and information? Do they ask you a lot of questions when they're doing work with the site? They ask some questions, and some are more concerned about safety. I do get more safety questions about where, okay, Kathy, I've got a foreman. He's asking me to go out on a boom. It's unsafe. What, what do I do? And those are tough questions because I know from a general contractor – you're not. He needs to get the job done, but I also know from the safety from the the you know, employer, he there's no way in hell he should go out there. So unfortunately, I tell the you know I tell the guy, you will get you a job. Don't do this. It's okay. Do you see that happen a lot? Do you see a lot of guys lose their jobs because they won't do crazy things? We you know we don't see it enough, do we? We know that the guys <laughs> go out there. We know that. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, we my biggest my biggest thing right now is drugs. I'm such an anti-drug person. It's driving me and it's driving me nuts. A lot of guys fail drug tests. Is that what you're yeah. saying? And and wow. I know, like in Arizona, you have that card to smoke marijuana, but it doesn't give you the right to smoke it on the job. It doesn't. Yeah, I try to explain that to people, and they're saying, well, it's legal in this state. Well, so is alcohol, but if I show up with a bottle of bourbon at a tower site, someone's going to get upset, right? I mean, you can't drink on the job. That's legal, and you're not supposed to smoke pot in the job, and I, now you're going to get me started. So I get in this argument with guys all the time. They're saying it's legal and all that, but if you do it on the job, that's a problem, and the problem with pot is it stays in your system for a long time. And uh, I can't think of the kid's name. A kid fell off a tower years ago, and they assumed it was a... Uh, I think they actually found the problem where it wasn't necessarily his fault. But the whole court case went around that they found pot in his blood. And he probably smoked the night before, you know. But the point is, that changed the whole hearing, the whole court case. Suddenly it wasn't about anyone else but him. All the eyes were on him. It was his fault, and that's the way it was. And and they, his, the, the insurance company, his lawyer, and everything told his wife, you know, just take whatever they give you. Don't don't you know? Don't go to court. So that's what she did. And if I had his name in front of me, I just don't remember his name. But 
you know, that, that, that's what I try to tell people. Something bad happens, whether you're the victim or whether you're on the job site, and they find something in your blood. The whole thing's going to change, and everyone's going to point at you, even if you had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it, it is. And, it, and you look at, like, the, the primary drug in there is, what, THC? THC yeah. is only, a, it's an FDA-approved drug for people that are on chemotherapy. The ones that they're allowing you to smoke, that's not an approved FDA drug. So, Interesting. yeah, it's not, it doesn't give you the right to smoke at the end of the day. It does not. It gives you the right to carry, carry that card, but does not give you the right to smoke. That's interesting. See, I don't really know how the laws work. And it, quite frankly, it doesn't matter. You're not allowed to do it on the job. And if they find it in your blood, they're going to blame you, whether you like it or not. What stories do you hear? I mean, do you hear a lot of feedback of people that just get busted for failing a drug test? <sighs> no, unfortunately, it's one of those things where it's one of those silent things that they don't talk about. And we both know that it's, it's out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't really... Uh, That's all right. I won't get into it, it. I can tell it's a sensitive subject. I'm not looking for names or anything. <laughs> phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, names, numbers, social security <laughs> numbers. I want it all. Just lay it all out there. Come on. But it drives me nuts. And you hear that old cliche saying where if you don't allow it, you're not going to have any workers. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, you know, there, there's got to be, you know, a boundary there. I and think. this is where, okay, well, let's slowly start changing the industry that if you're allowing this then how are we going to change it everybody wants change but you're still allowing this so we're not we're not moving forward yeah you know it's interesting um when i was out at iwce i believe or where was i did i see you i think i, did I see you there? yeah i probably saw you i saw you everywhere but need that <laughs> <laughs> so i saw you at iwce and then i saw you at nate but uh i'm trying to think dave anthony guy yeah he's he's big with safety you know dave i always talk well, i haven't talked about him in a while but and i owe him a phone call so if he's listening i owe you a phone call dave but um he's big into safety and what i like about him is he's just a no-nonsense guy he puts first things first there's no excuse you can't say you know you accidentally smoke pot or secondhand smoke or anything he thinks that i'm not saying i you know i don't know about his business but the point is the way his company, or looking for me, looking outside in, the way his company's run, it's peer pressure to do the right thing, not peer pressure to do the wrong thing. He's a stand-up guy. He wants to make the industry right, and he's willing to stand up for his workers as long as they do the right thing. And I think they, I think, looking at who he has, they seem to do the right thing. They seem to really care about their job and doing things right. And, and you know, and overall, just making sure that they don't do stupid things. You know, that's that's a big part of it. He cares about them and they care about him and they know they they know that he cares. I, I see him standing up for doing what's right in the industry. But the way he looks at it as well, it's a two way street. So the climbers are going to do all they can to do the right thing. It would be nice if the contractors would do all they or the uh, the customer, the end customer would do all they could to make sure they hire the right contractors, the right tower climbers. Yeah, I, I see it as a two-way street. You have to have respect both ways. For the, end, you, for the end customer to look and say, you know, you have to do this, 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 and this. Oh, and by the way, we're only going to pay you 10 bucks an hour. You can't have that. Safety and doing the right thing, let's say, having all the right safety gear, the right training, and so on, it costs money. It costs a and, lot of money. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of money. And you, you can't devalue that, even though it's happening more and more in this industry. You, you just can't. You really have to set the standards high, and you have to be willing to pay for the right people to do a good job safely. You do. You do. You have, and you have to trust them, all right? And you have to, you, which is what Dave does, it sounds like, is he instills the trust. I'm going to trust you to do the right thing, and in return, you're going to have to trust me because that's yeah. a lot of what the respect is. And I don't think it's in this industry right now. It doesn't seem to be. I'll tell you that. No. And it starts, and it's every, I say it starts, but it's everywhere from the GC to the employee to the TERFs. And I know we're trying to make a difference with the NWSA, but it's, 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 it's slow. It's a slow process, but at least we're all moving forward with it. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. I think we are. I, you know, but I'm very optimistic. Well, <laughs> I'm overly you optimistic. You are very optimistic. I have to admit. In fact, the first time I saw you, I go, "That is such an optimistic guy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happens all the time. I'm sure. <laughs> so. Let's get back to the school. So let me ask you something. Student goes to your class. What do they get out of your class? So let's start with uh, what what material do they get? What books do they get? I know what training they get, and you can you can list through the training if you want to. But I mean, do, what what do they take with them, and what certifications will they get? So if you go through the state board, we'll go through the telecommunications tower technician course, which will get the you the authorized your OSHA ten, your RF, your CPR. Uh, your competent rigor course, and then we'll help you get a job. But let's just say you're the general contractor and you want to send your your employee to us, then depending on what your need is, and right now seems to be the most popular courses are RF, CPR, and um, competent competent climber. Those those three courses are the most popular. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened to OSHA ten. <laughs> People aren't into OSHA 10? No. no, OSHA 10, when you're taking them online or something, sometimes they turn into OSHA 20. So, wow, of course. <laughs> so no, you know what they get out of our course is they understand that we are here for them, that we're, we stand for the workplace safety. We try to empower the individuals. We know that we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that they come home safe every day. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we we um, it's a training program. It's a learning experience. So you really feel like you're making a difference with these kids? I'm trying, Wade. I really am. I I really do care about every student that comes through this course. And if you ever interviewed them, I think you'd probably see that they felt the same way too. Um, and I also want to know that the general contractor feels the same way. I mean, if without them, these these guys wouldn't have a job. So we got to take care of them as well. That's true. You know, I mean, everybody's, we've all heard bad stories back and forth, but everybody, everybody cares. Everybody's trying to make a living. Everybody needs to feed their families. We all have bills to pay. So my goal is to try to nudge these guys, keep things simple, encourage them to just, Think about it, you know, once or twice and be safe. I think it's nice that even after the school's out and they go back to work, that they can still reach out to your group and rely on you guys for support, for help, to answer questions. That's pretty awesome. They do. And then we allow our, tra- in the, our training um, towers in the state of Arizona. The GCs are welcome to use it. Let's just say you go to one of my competitors. It's okay. Come and use the towers. I don't care. Practice, practice, practice. Learn the rescue. So why don't you tell us how easy it was to move your school out oh there in my Arizona? Gosh. <laughs> Are you serious? A piece of cake, right? It's a piece of cake, right? No problem. I moved my towers three times. It's not like a freaking couch that you could just. I was going to cuss. This, this, this required a cussing moment. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a sensitive subject, so. Three times, Wade, I have moved my training towers, and I'm not moving. So we're inside uh, Stafford Tower Crane. Love them. They're also an NCCO school. They've given us their cranes if we want to practice any type of rigging, any type of practice. We have two level three sprat trainers right in our industry. They have a welding division. I this is this is my last move. I am very happy at my new home. So you like the crane guys? Gosh, I love my crane guys. I love the fact that they've got a welding division. They actually make the tower booms right there. Oh, um, I love the fact that I've got two Sprat level three trainers as well. We've got the NCCO school. They've been doing NCCO for I believe at least ten years now. Wow. It's, did I say three C's? N-C-C-C-O. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> I could really be in trouble with that one. <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, I'm sure the N-C-C-C-O will come down on you hard. <laughs> I know. I'll get a letter or something. <laughs> You'll get a letter. <laughs> I'll have to pull the podcast. <laughs> That's it. We've had it. <laughs> no, they're a great group. So whenever you make it out to Arizona, whenever you move to Las Vegas or Arizona with your family, you're going to have to come over. Yeah, we can't wait. 
Although it's hot here now, so in the winter I want to move more. <laughs> yeah, we get third degree burns out here right now. <laughs> I remember I did a lot of work in Vegas and Phoenix, and in Phoenix we did a lot of night work just because it's so hot through the day. You know, it was literally. I think that week I was out there, it was August. I think it was 120 degrees every oh, day. I know. I know. Yeah, it was hot. I know. It's like, did you, I, you probably didn't hear the news, but two weeks ago we had three people, I'm sorry, five people die from heat stress-related. Um, oh, that's awful. Really? Yeah, five people. So heat heat stress right now is a huge thing that we uh, talk about in our class because Oh, wow. But, you know, all these monster drinks that these guys drink, it's a dehydrant. Oh, they're all caffeine. Yeah, caffeine <laughs> and sugar. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I know so many guys, especially tower guys. Seems like a lot of tower guys. They drink a lot of, well, they used to. I don't know about it anymore, but drink a lot of Mountain Dew, drink a lot of those energy drinks, all that. It's just amazing. Okay, so they drink it for breakfast, and then they drink it as for their break, and then for lunch, right? It's like guys, you're killing your body. And then they're up till midnight or one. You and know, calling me, calling me. Hey, guys, I've got a question. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're calling you. I'm wide awake and everyone else is asleep. Can you tell me how should I cross rig on the tower with twenty foot section? You know, yes. you're like what? No. Really? I know. Can't just wait till the morning. Doesn't that keep it interesting, though? Don't you like questions like that? I do like questions. I encourage questions. I taught a group of uh, engineers and we, for RF, and we got more stuck on nuclear. What is the nuclear wave capability, you know, instead of RF? I went and researched it. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty intense. I know. Let's talk about nuclear radiation. Because you're absolutely correct. It is pretty interesting. Yeah, well, you can talk about it all you want. I won't have a clue. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I'll send it to you because I'm still, I'm okay, still researching send it, it. it. Okay, good. Because I need to know. I need you, to know the new You need to know. You do. <laughs> That's a need to know question. It really is. Oh, my gosh. What's coming up for tower safety and instruction? Are you guys planning anything new? I guess you're not going to move anytime soon. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I told Patrick. I told Patrick at Stafford Cranes. I said, Patrick, if I'm moving ever again, these towers are staying here. You're stuck with them forever. <laughs> he probably doesn't want them. <laughs> I, probably not. They'll probably, he'll probably weld them down into like tower booms or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. You guys... Do you guys have any new? I know you're uh, updating your drone training. You have anything else coming out? Anything new and exciting? Okay, so we're updating the drone training. We're getting. We're going to be starting the uh, fiber optics on Friday. I start myself personally my Sprat training, which I'm super excited about. So start implementing more rope access. Not all of Sprat, but the basics that's needed into our t tower industry, and start or applying that towards the classes. And um, then we do the RF webinars. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a picture of me, Wade. I figured everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's very important. <laughs> you know, I interviewed a guy named Todd Horning, who uh, he's a Sprat instructor. And he was sort of a neat guy because he's so into it. I think, what, I don't know how Sprat goes. It's Sprat 2, Sprat 3. And he told me about the certifications, how they not only you not only have to do all the rope and the rigging, but they also, there's several instructors that just fire questions at you and you have to answer real time. I mean, it sounds pretty rough. Yeah, it'll probably, you're supposed to do like 40 hours for Sprat Level 1. It'll probably take me about six months, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an OSHA 10. It'll probably take me six months. Yeah, OSHA 10 takes forever. It does. <laughs> But at least I'm moving forward with it. So I agree with you because there's not all a sprat can be applied to the tower industry, right? We're not that rope access. Well, it would be nice to have sprat specifically for the tower yeah. climber. And, you know, a, a lot of tower climbers, and I mean a lot of tower climbers, have no clue about sprat. And they really should. I mean, it really should be common knowledge out there. No, I agree. I agree. So with our class, right, we give all the guys little We give these guys these books. Um they're waterproof, six book or six dots, and they're written by Adam Beck, which was a tower guy. 
and we give them each we give them each of these books, which is amazing, and we give them ropes to start making knots, and because it's, it's so important that these guys learn their knots and how oh, and yeah. how to dress them and what is the um, what is the capability of these ropes and how to take care of them? Because you're right, it's not really addressed in this industry. When I was climbing, I didn't know about Sprat. I didn't find about out about him till um, you know the whole thing until well, actually, that's not it was until close to the five or six years in. But I found out about Irata first. I R I T A is that yeah. right? Irata. I R I A T A. I found about those guys first. Then I found out about Sprat. I mean, it's just sort of interesting. And they, you know, they get together too, and they have their conventions. It's just not as big as Nate, <laughs> which is ironic. You think, you know, it's been around a long time. You think it'd be just as big? I can't figure it out. Yeah, and they're international. Yeah, they're huge. I agree with you. They're huge. I, I don't know. It, it's, but again, not all of their concepts. It's kind of like the lineman, right? You take the best of the lineman. You take the best of Sprat, and how do we make it the best for our industry? Exactly. Exactly. Got to find some way that the tower climbers can learn from it, as well as, uh, you know, you'd introduce them to something new, maybe something they'll really enjoy, especially the guys that enjoy the ropes and rigging. I know. I know. So I start mine Friday. I'm so excited. That's cool. Good luck. I wish you luck. I mean, don't fall. Don't fall, Kathy. Yeah, don't, don't fall. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs> I'll just state that. I'll just state that. That covers everything, anyway, right? thank you very much for that <laughs> No problem. No problem. Encouraging words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just trying to really get you psyched up there. Yeah. Hey, I do want to. One thing I want to bring up: a woman-owned business. Like I said in the beginning, I mean, you you have something to say to all the other women out there because there's a lot of women in the industry. You know, we just don't talk about it that much. Do you have any advice to give them? Don't give up. I it's um, there's so many days where you ask yourself, and maybe most business owners do, what am I doing? What ooh, what what am I here for? And then you think you you give a class, you see the guys, you encourage them, and that just keeps you going. Because I think as women business owners, I've met several really wonderful ones at Nate. Um, one one is to start a fiber optic. I'm like, please let me help you. Let's let's get this going. Because you're right, it's it is a very male dominated industry, but you know, kick ass. <laughs> take take a risk like the rest of the men do and say fuck them I'm here I'm not going anywhere and you guys are just going to have to work with me give them the incentive they need to not quit and do you think that's a big problem do you think a lot of people just give up before they've reached their full potential you, you know you could say that with both men and women right it, it, that's not yeah. a uh, gender thing that's just one of those things in human nature where we say oh we tell ourselves no we can't do it we can't do it and honestly we I have days like that too I think I've even called you on those days yeah right? yep yep I remember a few of those calls yeah, I mean I've known you, I've talked to you for what two years now yeah at least yeah, and you were the very first person I connected to in 2014 and saying hey I what can I do I need your I need your help and I think as a woman we try not to ask as much because we feel that, well, they're going to look at me as stupid. We're not going to, you know, we're going to look dumb. But everybody looks that way. Just take just yeah. take the risk because that's what guys do. They risk and they don't care. I, I do think uh, asking questions is a very important part of getting better. And I think in the industry that is a problem because you have a lot of guys, you know, that are ball busters. A lot of people, you know, they just give you a hard time when you ask questions. But if you don't look stupid, you really don't learn anything. And I look stupid all the time. Trust me. No, and I got to tell you, I've had some class. I've had some classes where I've come out and I've like just beside myself because you're right. The guys in the back of the room are going to bust you on everything you do. So it yep. doesn't matter how well or how knowledgeable you are, they're there to take you down. Yep. And and it sucks. Because, and that's the guy that I'm thinking, all right, what do we need to do to change your behavior and your outlook? Because right now, I could be anybody up here. And that's what happens. People are always questioning you. Trust me, I uh, have a podcast and a blog. I hear the emails, the Facebook messages. Right? <laughs> I know how stupid I am because I have people <laughs> reminding me seven days a week how stupid I am. Yeah, so, and look, you don't, you don't have breath. Well, 
Okay, you don't have a vagina or something, and you're right. Okay, you got me there. I don't. <laughs> Busted. No. no, I'm just saying. It doesn't matter. I know I sound no, very feminine, you know. <laughs> okay, let's back up, Wade. Let's back up. Whatever. Let's go. Let's just. Things delete, have been said. Delete, Feelings delete, are hurt. Delete. You're going to cut this one out. <laughs> no way. It's the best part. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is it doesn't matter male, female. We see them on Facebook where everybody's out to take the next one down. And that sucks because we should be actually encouraging the person. Yeah, you know what I, you know what I did learn? Like I, I do get attacked quite a bit. But the interesting thing is a majority of the people that really attack me that don't want to start a conversation. I have a lot of people that start the conversations that I, I do find interesting. I learn. I, I'm hoping they learn. We all learn together. I love those conversations. I love when people just ask me a legitimate question. Or if people say, hey, I've done that. This is how I do it. You know, that's how you learn. You know, I love those conversations. So I don't want to stop people from reaching out to me. But you always are the guys that just think you're a jerk and they challenge everything you do. But what I've seen, you know, I've been doing this for years and what I see is a lot of those people just leave the industry one day. They're done. A lot of them are, and this is going to sound silly. Remember, I'm in my 50s. A lot of these kids are young. They think they know everything. They're in the industry. And the next thing you know, they're out of the industry. They're gone. They quit. They whatever. They got fired unjustly. You know, and it's never their fault. But they just disappear. And I hate to say it. I've seen a rotation of people that just disappear. Well, you got your dog there? <laughs> He absolutely agrees with everything you're saying. <laughs> oh my gosh! What's his name? Okay, so I have a Akita. I have Akita puppy. Akita. Do you, know, do you know what the Akitas are? No, I don't. What's an Akita? Uh, OJ Simpson dog. Do you remember when? Yeah, that I remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that one. So. When Nicole was killed, her dog went running up and down the street trying to find somebody to help help her. Do you remember that? Where he, the dog was actually going like door, like barking and trying to ask, trying to get some kind of assistance. Wow! So, I forgot about that. It's funny you brought that up. I I, not, do, I don't know. Does that story sound familiar to you? With the yeah, it does vaguely. I'd have, I'll probably Google it later tonight. Well, I know you're like, yeah, okay, don't worry. So I have two of them. I have two Akita puppies because one's not good enough, I guess. So they're gonna. My dogs will go both both ways of the neighborhood now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not that I'm getting killed or anything, but I'm just saying. That's nice to know. You doubled your chances of survival. <laughs> one goes east, one goes west. You're set. You got to get two more so you can cover north and south as well. Well, now that you mention it, I probably will. Yeah. I forgot about north and south. Plan ahead. I was thinking east and west, but you're absolutely correct. So, before I forget, how can people reach out to you and reach out to Tower City? Oh my God! <laughs> I, I don't shush my dog up either. Can can your maybe your dog can bark it out? <laughs> hey, I am taking my ham radio license. Hold on, hold on. Are you? Oh my gosh! Hold on one second. Okay, is that better? Yeah, that's better. I'll tell you what. Just what, what's your contact information? Email, phone number, however you want people to reach out to you. Uh, let's see. The email can be Kathy at Tower Safety with a K, K A T H Y, or the phone number four eight zero three one three zero six seven eight, or um, this website towersafety.com. There we go. Tower Safety and Instruction can be found at towersafety.com. I always give out the website. But it's good that people can email you. If they have any questions about training, if they want to go to your school, if they just you know, want to see what, what the drone training is like, things like that. I mean, that's why people would reach out to you, yeah, right? Yeah, and just anything, Wade. We're like a friend in the industry, right? It's like... Yeah. You, you know me. Yep. Even if you're not going to go there, just reach out and see if she can help. Yeah, I'm here. You, we've asked me for insurance questions, right? We've, we've talked about insurance. Yep. Okay, hold on. Oh, that's so funny. It's not. It's not. It's awful. Okay. Although, although while you were doing that, I did. I now have pictures of Akitas up here that the, I just typed in O.J. Simpson dog. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. I told you, right? It pops up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then there's a story called Hot Chico, 
Pachico where the, the dog waited by the bus station every day. His, his, mas or his owner died on a, um, in Japan, and he went to the bus station, every, or train station, every day until he died for like 10 years waiting Wow. back. I know, these are super, super loyal dogs. And obviously, they like attention because they want to be on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> they want to be superstars, <laughs> just like their owner. Is that it? A superstar. I know. Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> no, on seriousness, no, because we've had a really seriousness. We've had a really great interview and a podcast. And I really do believe in the guys. I take safety serious. I take the classes serious. I want these guys to learn, but I slowly want to nudge corrective behavior. Oh, that's a great closing note. So thank you, Kathy. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for your time, and thanks for all the good work you're doing. I appreciate it. And I am sure all your students appreciate it as well. And hopefully there's plenty of uh, business owners out there listening. I'm sure they appreciate your advice as well. Thank you, Wade. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Kathy. Take care. Bye-bye. So there it was, the interview with Kathy Brand of Tower Safety and Instruction, towersafety.com, Kathy at towersafety.com. So if you want to get a hold of her, now you know how. And just remember, the best way to avoid the accidents is to pay attention, be smart, and be safe. I know I said it backwards normally, but seriously, if you pay attention to what you're doing, you can really prevent a lot of accidents. If you pay attention, that makes you smart. If you pay attention, that makes you safe. So I think that's the best advice you could give almost anybody. All right, I put some outtakes here at the end. So everyone, be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya. Yeah, what do you do? Some people aren't happy. You just do it over. Just do a mulligan. Mulligan. (laughs) (laughs) We'll say how the Vatican invited you over to talk to the Pope so you could give the Pope advice. I love that. And how church bells (laughs) ring when my voice comes through the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Do I hear angels? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think I really hear <laughs> I feel so enlightened. I feel free. Yes, you do. And bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I need all that I can get. I won't turn any down, I'll tell you that. Any blessings. <laughs> you ready to get started? Okay, let's try this. And then if it sucks, we'll just abandon it all. And then you can just write up something cool. <laughs> you, 